Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Welcome to Bois, a King of the Hill, <laughs> the King of the Hill rewatch podcast. I'm Mike, and I'm Rusty. And you can hear that Rusty is on the road. Rusty, where are you? Yeah, I'm a I'm remote Rusty. Uh, <laughs> right now, I'm in between a rock and a hard place, Mike. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, that's a bad place to be. I've been there many times. Um, all right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not friendly out here. That's for sure. Mm. Well, I don't take any wooden nickels. I don't know why I've been saying that here lately, but don't take any. All right, here we go. Uh, Rusty, we are at Season 3, Episode 17. Yeah, we're getting there. We're uh, we're well over halfway and well on our way to completing this season. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. This is got to be, what, like this has been a, 10 episodes? Yeah, this has been a really good season, too. Um, we've had some, some it excellent... It is one of the better seasons. Yeah, yeah, there's some excellent episodes in here. Hey, before we get started, I want to thank a fan of ours. Um, today... Oh, yeah. Yeah, today being Saturday, we, uh, we received a package in the mail from Seth Tipton of Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, it was addressed... Oh, shit, from North Carolina. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. It was addressed to you, me, and Mason. Um, and it is the entire run of king of the hill on dvd brand new that's unopened crazy. unmolested that's crazy <laughs> the, the, well we appreciate that for sure. that's awesome oh my gosh yeah thank you seth we're we gonna really have to use that for some watch parties yeah absolutely yeah, we have to throw the watch party and use those dvds for the watch party i'm super impressed by the dvds but i'm even more impressed by the letter that was included uh, uh mason you want to tell them what this uh, what this letter is and what it looks like it's uh, written in those kind of um, hostage um, letters like, where it's like each they letter cut it out is out of a magazine. Kind or of font. Yeah. Each letter is a different font and or color. You can keep them when you're done, a friend. And on the other side, <laughs> the answer is on the tapes, a friend. That's so good. Yeah, I didn't get the reference at first. Yeah, I, I got scared. We were I murdered. <laughs> yeah, Mason. Mason was like, "Oh my god, this this note." And then I said, "Oh no, it's from the one where Hank does the porno tapes." And he's, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah okay, that's better." Hopefully we're not getting killed. All right, let's get uh, let's get going on this sucker. We got uh, season two, episode thirteen, "Escape from Party Island." 
I've got a few. This one's crazy. Yeah, I've got a few facts here that I've looked up as we go along, but uh, I got to tell you, um, I wasn't able to dive super deep into a lot of this stuff, and I'll tell you as we get to it why. Okay, so we start off no bell, no yell. Um, no bell, no yell. That's right, and we are in the alley with four guys. Uh, Hank keeps checking his watch, and we're getting a yep, yep, yep from everybody. Uh, then Bill says, "What's up with Hank?" Uh, or Dale says that, and Bill says, well, I think he's worried about his mom. Are you worried about your mom, Hank? He's worried about his mom. I mean, before Hank even has a chance to say anything. Hank says, she and her friends were supposed to get here two hours ago. Why she had to take on all this highway driving at her age just to see a museum of miniatures. So this is our first um, reference to the museum of miniatures and what this trip is all about. Uh, Bill comes back with, oh, the one at Port Aransas. And, and <laughs> Hank's just like, oh, God, yes. He says, well, maybe she stopped on the way to make herself look nice. That's something ladies do. I was married to one once. Any chance, any <laughs> chance for Bill to say anything. Any absolute chance whatsoever. And this episode here, Bill is just really like oh, oh. touch on angel. Yeah, he's really just Bill. way, way out there on this Bill, episode. Bill is unhinged on this one. Yeah, very much so. Bill yeah, sees yeah, his, yeah. He sure. thinks he sees his chance very and tough. goes for it. Uh, okay, so we're, we're still watching Hank look at his watch. He's standing in the alley waiting for his mom. He says, uh, my God, it's almost 4 o'clock. And uh, Bobby is now standing next to him. He says, would it cheer you up if I stuffed some Fig Newtons up my nose? Well, how does he think that Hank's going <laughs> to react to that? I mean, just, just from uh, the slight yeah, history we have. Yeah, he's not going to be excited about that. But what's, no. your, what's your take on Fig Newtons, Mike? What's your take on figs and Fig Newtons? So I love figs. Um, I, I like Fig Newtons, but there is nothing better than a Strawberry Newton. A Strawberry Newton, but is a Strawberry Newton a strawberry-flavored Fig no. Newton? Is no. it still Fig, it's or filled is it with, strawberry? Yeah, it's filled with that strawberry paste, whatever that stuff is. Oh, okay. You know, uh, it's yeah, always got like the little fake seeds in Yeah. Strawberry byproduct, it's what's left over after they it's grow like, the strawberries. It's like strawberry <laughs> slime. It's the same thing they make the uh, McNuggets out of, but it's uh, strawberry flavored. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, up drives the uh, the little green minivan uh, with uh, four old ladies and Tilly. Uh, not that she's not an old lady, but there's five of them total. Uh, Hank says, ah, Mom, you made it. He's finally, he's, he's so relieved. It's, it's crazy to me how close Hank is to his mom. Um, you know, when you kind of think about what a manly man he is and all this Texan stuff, you know, he is super close with his mom. Uh, it's actually, kinda, yeah, he's real close to his mom. yeah, it's actually kind of touching. Uh, he says, you know, well, it's, a Texas, it's a Texas thing too. You that's know, true. Texas boys that's absolutely love their true. mamas, man. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Uh, yeah, we do just about anything for our mothers. Uh, or at least I would. Oh, for sure. Uh, so he says, uh, you know, mom, you still got four hours of driving before you get to Port Aransas. Uh, I'm not sure you, and she stops him and says, oh, honey, we stopped at the pancake house, and one thing just led to another. Now, is there a pancake house? There's a waffle house, right? So there's no pancake house. I was going to ask not you, that I'm, uh, not aware yeah. of you would know before I did, yeah. in, in 99. Yeah, there's no pancake house, I don't believe. I think that's just a veiled reference to uh, a waffle house, just like a uh, water burger is water burger. So. It also kind of ruins our. I remember how on our where Arlen is, we said it yeah. was basically Waco. Yeah, it kind of ruins that. Yeah. I, I figured it has to be Temple now because Waco to Port Aransas, at least according to Google, is <laughs> five hours. <laughs> Let me try Temple. Wow, 
Temple, Texas supporter, Francis. I love the fact-checking in real time. That's very good stuff. That's four and a half. I mean, it's possible. I guess it's possible. Yeah. Arlen is in Temple. We were wrong. Have you? Uh, have either of you ever experienced anything weird at a Waffle House? I've only been to Waffle House like once when I was like a young. I've, yeah. I love waffles, but yeah. I've always... When yeah, I, I remember the last time, uh, the last experience I ever had at a Waffle House, last time I ever was in one was uh-huh. in uh galveston in 2009 january ish of 2009 okay it was right after the hurricane that hit galveston that previous fall Mm -hmm. uh in 2008 so uh yeah it was ike actually i think that was that was the one it was was ike and we were down i was down there working for a surfacing company redoing mcdonald's countertops i was in that i was in uh, that hurricane right before it got there we were in uh well yeah, 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 yeah. We were there, and we were in the drive-through of a McDonald's, and the sign almost blew over on our car. Oh wow! Yeah, so that's, we. But it's wild. funny. Yeah. It's funny to me that we both have a McDonald's story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, well, I was doing the countertops at McDonald's around that time, but we were uh, we had finished work because we we could only work at night. So yeah. by the time we got off work, it was really late. So we would finish work, and we'd go to the Waffle House to get something to eat before we went back to the hotel. And uh, that's the last time I smoked in a restaurant was in 2009 in January at a Waffle House. I was still smoking cigarettes then. And uh, I remember asking the lady, uh, is it cool to still smoke? And she goes, baby, this is a goddamn Waffle House. And I was like, (laughs) and I just, I just laughed and lit a cigarette. So yeah, so you're still able to smoke. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, Waffle House is always interesting to me, and I won't go real far into this, but I think we've talked about this before, how the National Weather Service actually uh, uses Waffle Houses around the country to gauge whether storms are bad enough to evacuate people. It's, it's, a, it's an actual in, it's an actual yeah. index that's yeah. used by FEMA. It's an actual yeah. index that FEMA has, and it's called the Waffle House Index. So because good. Waffle House has such a really good logistics setup for mm-hmm. like supplying their businesses, and they don't that whenever that crap happens, they have a so they have a team that immediately yeah. goes to that Waffle House in that affected area, and they serve coffee and food to the community while well, they, they're rebuilding. They very, very rarely shut down also. And so that's that's how they gauge it. You know, basically if the if it's bad yeah. enough for a Waffle House to shut down, everybody needs to leave. Real quick. Yeah, if they're clearing um, out Waffle House, get out. <laughs> we were wrong. Oh uh, apparently there is a place called the Pancake House? The original Pancake <gasps> House. And there are eight locations in Texas. Is there one there's one in Austin, Dallas, Fort Worth oh. three in Dallas, apparently. Two in Plano of oh. all places. One in Fort Worth and one in Grapevine. Well, they love their pancakes. We'll go to this website see if they're still active. Wow. I mean, well, I apologize to the pancake house. Uh, all that Waffle House talk was unnecessary. Thirty-five years in DFW. Wow. I just never heard of this. Place. I haven't either. But that's great. Apparently, there's one in a lot of states. Well, and and <clears throat> as we go through this story, I'll show you how that is a rarity uh, based on the other stuff I have on here. Now I'm looking okay. at pancakes. Now you're looking at pancakes. Yeah, if somebody wants to send us a stack of pancakes. Well, I actually had another one that we missed, actually, that I wanted to mention, too. Yeah, so I looked up this museum. I looked up this museum that they're supposedly supposed to go to. Yeah. So uh, there isn't a, a museum specifically that is called the Museum of Miniatures, uh-huh. but there is a museum called Port Aransas Museum. Okay. And it actually has a huge, large collection of miniature stuff. Oh. Uh, mostly showrooms, like box rooms. Yeah. You know, like a, like a, I don't know, like a, I, I would, 
I would call it a diorama, but it's more like a dollhouse. You yeah, know, like one yeah. room out of a dollhouse. It's, a, it's, thing. it's like they, a, they have it's, a huge collection of dollhouses too. So yeah, it's like in Zoolander. It's a it's a house for ants. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a house for ants. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so they actually have this in Port Aransas. So I think cool. that might be one of our field trips. Oh, so we have to. We have to. We have to go. Start, we have to go. Well, because at some point we're going to have to go hunt some of these places sure, down for sure. content. Uh, also, like San Marcos, we're going to have to go to the college for sure. But by the end of the year, we got to do that. At this point in his life, we could probably get Polly Shore to go with us, too. So that uh, that that's probably nice. yeah yeah. I was yeah. gonna I forgot to mention that yeah this was a a very uh, Polly Shore was the the guest in this one. Well, if I'm not mistaken, Betty White is also a voice in this, right? She is. Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, I believe so. She's one of the Golden Girls riding yeah. around in the car. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right, so uh, uh, she says, we stopped at the pancake house, and one thing just led to another. Not sure what that means. Uh, she is wearing I, – <laughs> I don't. so I took these notes over two days, so I'm not 100% positive what this means, but it says she's wearing a sweater with butterfly brooch. Bobby goes to hug her. So I guess that's just me chronicling what's going on on the screen. Uh, uh, yeah, she, wears, <laughs> she has that butterfly brooch on. Yeah. She's wearing like a uh, – a tennis sweater, mm-hmm. and I think the thing that's got or not, or not is it tennis? No, golf, golf, like a golf sweater, oh, yeah, like, yeah, a, yeah. like a. Well, I think of that as tennis, like a, also. That's no kind sleeve, of the same. Yeah. Best kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just call it uh, uh, prep, like a prep style. Yeah, it is sweater. preppy. Yeah, and uh, but the thing is, is now that you see her in that sweater, you never like, even though days go by, time changes, mm-hmm. she's always in that sweater this whole episode. Yeah. But generally. Uh, characters that aren't you don't see every time generally have different outfits and different scenes. But right. in this episode, she's wearing that. She's that, got that sweater might stink by the time she's done. Yeah, well, she got that brooch on sweater. the whole time too. That that butterfly. Yeah, it just stays there. I don't think she ever undresses. We never see her in bed. We see the other ones get in and out of bed, but we don't ever see her in bed. Well, we've seen her undress before. Oh no 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 no! I don't I don't need to revisit that. But uh, thank you. Yeah. So much. So <laughs> yeah, the geriatric uh, <laughs> table sex. <thanks. laughs> right. Nothing but battleships and uh, stars of David. Uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of the old ladies in the back seat pipes up, and he, 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 crowd people, fans, Rusty Mason, you're gonna have to forgive me. I cannot keep these ladies' names straight. So uh, I know that Maureen goes missing at some point, and so I know that's Maureen, but that's about it. So yeah, one, I, I couldn't keep up with their names either. One of the old ladies says, "Blueberry pancakes means blueberries in the pancakes, not buttermilk grill cakes with blue sauce on top." Man, that is about as old lady as you can get right there. <laughs> uh, that's a gripe, though. That's that's a legitimate gripe, though. I think because if you tell me that I'm eating blueberry pancakes, yeah. and you bring me pancakes covered in a blueberry syrup. That's well, not really blueberry pancakes. It's buttermilk pancakes with blueberry syrup. IHOP is so. IHOP has built an empire on that. So, wait, Rusty, is your middle name Karen? Apparently, <laughs> no. My middle name is is I like my pancakes to be fucking correct. Wow, what a, what a long birth certificate. Uh, it is so. Cute. Tilly pipes up and goes, "They brought you new ones." She goes, "That's not the point." And then, oh, Lillian, I, I did write down the name Lillian on the next lady. She goes, "It was horrible." Okay. Uh, <laughs> because Tilly then says, this is Lillian. She's delicate. Uh, <laughs> the late Phyllis Diller. Oh, is that Phyllis Diller for real? Yeah. yeah. Oh, shoot. Oh, okay. That's fantastic. All right, that's awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is good. Phyllis that's Diller good. was the best, man. She's so good. 
Um, and uh, she, she says, she's delicate. Hank says, pleased to meet you, Lillian. And then she just slams the door shut real quick because she's delicate. And uh, Tilly says, oh, that was much too sudden. So now we are uh, uh, inside and we're making sandwiches with uh, Peggy uh, in the Hill Kitchen with uh, the four old ladies seated drinking coffee, just kind of watching. Hank is uh, talking and says, uh, you know, Mom, that van of yours is a lot to handle. In many ways, it's more of a light truck. Uh, maybe this trip is just too much for you to take on. Yep, I think it is. Uh, Tilly says, well, I'll have to drive. I'm the youngest. And then one of the old ladies pops up and says, Maureen's only 10 years older, but she lost her license. Maureen says it was took last March. Took. Uh, and Tilly says, Delia gets angry. So now we're starting to kind of define these ladies. Uh, Delia says, the doctor calls it road rage. And then one of the other old ladies says, oh, I'll drive. It's only been 40 years. We are talking about a bicycle, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the fact that she says uh, we are talking about a bicycle, yeah, they're they're not only old, but they're also potentially senile at this a, a little, point. Yeah, I'd say that's starting to set in. There's, um, a, there's a certain level of senility here. Yes. Hank takes Peggy in the living room just to kind of talk to her on the side and says, uh, "I don't have a choice, Peggy. I got to drive them the rest of the way." Peggy says, Hank, if you want to go visit a miniature museum, then just come out and say so. I won't tell anyone. <laughs> it's just such an embarrassing thing that Hank might want to see some toys. Uh, Hank says, I hate miniatures. I've hated them since I was a kid. Mom only took them out when she was heading into a funk, like between the time when I was 10 and 14. Good God, what a funk. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, uh, hey, so uh, sorry to interrupt you. I just no, found out Delia. The one that whoever Delia is, yeah. that's Betty White. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Whoever Delia is. And then Shirley, this this time is played by, because remember, she was played by Tammy Wynette before. Oh, yeah. Uh, this time she's played by somebody else. I believe it is Beth. No, it's still Tammy Wynette, I think. Oh, cool. No, Beth, Beth Grant. Beth? It's 1999 by Grant. now, right? Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. No, we're, is it, are we in 99 already with the episode releases? Yes, well, between March 97 99. and 98, it's, yeah, okay, is, so yeah, it would March. be Beth Grant. All right. She's being voiced by Beth Grant, which is, 99 is the only year Beth Grant does her voice. So For the rest of the, the 10 years after this, it's uh, somebody by the name of Kay Callen. Oh, okay. Who does it? Okay. If I'm pronouncing I right. couldn't tell there you that the voices sound different. But that's just something I, I mean, I've never yeah, really noticed. I, that. I can't yeah. really either. She's and not on it enough for you to really it. notice. Yeah. Uh, so she, he takes her in there and says he's got to drive and then said she's, she was in a funk. And the only time she took the miniatures out is uh, between 10 and 14, which is a very long time. Uh, next scene we see is uh, uh, Hank is closing the van door and getting into drive. Uh, Dale, of course, is uh, uh, him and Boomhauer and Bill are just watching. Uh, because they can't stop watching people. Uh, they're just over there drinking and kind of snickering. Uh, Dale says, enjoy your trip to the miniature museum, Hank. Hope you can fit inside. And then every, all of them start laughing like it's a funny joke. Uh, Boomhauer <laughs> <laughs> Boom says, yeah, man, you know, talk about a little party van, man. Uh, gets out of the little lady. Uh, he says, have a good time with them little old ladies. So, <laughs> uh, and uh, Hank says, well, very funny, guys. I, I can't think of anything funnier than a man having to take care of his mother. Oh, that's just hilarious. You think your mother would find it funny, Dale? You get the real pregnant pause, and Dale says, not the way you tell it. <laughs> it's so good. Everybody, everybody's just so dejected. 
Uh, all right, so we are on the road. Uh, we're leaving Arlen. We passed the sign that says entering Arlen, so we know they're coming out. Uh, there's an old lady snoring in the back seat. Don't know which one it is. Uh, Hank says, yep, wildflowers sure are lovely this spring. I always say there's nothing like Texas wildflowers. I've never heard him say that. Delia says, "Never." <laughs> Delia says, you think we Arizonans don't have flowers? Hank says, I never said that. She goes, Telly, that boy of yours just called me a liar. <laughs> he said, I did not. She goes, Hank, just apologize to Delia. But I never said, Delia gets a little out of sorts when her blood sugar falls low. Otherwise, she's lovely. Here's a hard piece of candy, dear. And just hands her a piece of candy that she starts sucking on. I love that. I love that a piece of candy can calm down an old lady. So, yeah, just, uh, <laughs> well, it's the strawberry ones that you can't find anywhere but an old lady's pocket that I like. Well, they got that weird center in them. You know, it's kind of like a gusher. Yeah, yeah. It's like a chewy, it's like a chewy, weird center. Yeah. 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 yeah that's what I have. Uh, next scene we see is uh, Peggy is washing off the, uh, the sliding glass doors and she's singing Uptown Girl. Because, uh, you know, Uptown Girl, you know, she's living in her Uptown world. And uh, Bill is over on the side uh, dancing in their yard. Uh, so he's already let himself in the yard and he's just kind of dancing along to her singing and goes, and when she's walking, he starts singing the song again. Uh, Peggy is kind of startled, says, Bill. He goes, yeah. Uh, Bill says, you shouldn't have to be working with your hands, Peggy. You're a lady. And at first, Peggy likes this because she kind of chuckles. And, you know, I don't know that a lot of people call Peggy a lady because uh, she is a little rough around the edges. Uh, she says, uh, oh, Bill. He says, here, let me help. He comes over and he starts helping her clean the windows, but by lifting up his dirty ass shirt and just scrubbing the windows with it. And so we see Bill. Yeah, he's like, he's like saturating her window in dirty soap and grease. Well, we also find out what might be on his shirt. Uh, he says, uh, he says, it must be nice having a man around the house again, huh, Peggy? Peggy says, actually, Hank has only been gone an hour and a half. So, again, Bill is trying to make his move because all, all Bill really wants out of life is for Hank to die and him to take over. Uh, he says, I'll tell you, Peggy, I'd never leave you for an hour and a half. She goes, your shirt is very dirty. He goes, oh, that's not dirt. That's chili sauce and such. And such. I, that's the part. That's and the word such. that scares me is the and that's such. That's the part that scares me. <laughs> yeah, right. what is the and such? I don't know what <laughs> and such is. Could you stay friends with a guy? With who- a guy like that? Didn't he? It wasn't even like a day. It was an hour and a half before he's <laughs> he betting on your wife. He's already making. And a when move. you, he knows you're coming back. Well, so. and the thing is, he's been gone an hour and a half. Bill may have been standing in that yard for the last half hour. Probably. You know, I mean, it's not like it's not like Bill doesn't take any opportunity to get at Peggy. Okay, so uh, we're back in the van with Hank and the old ladies. Uh, he turns the radio on, and uh, one of the old ladies says, "What's that boy doing?" He goes, "I'm just getting a traffic report." Uh, the old lady, oh, here's how I have them listed. Old lady one, old lady two, old lady three, and old lady four, because I couldn't remember their names. Uh, she goes, radio makes Lillian car sick. He says, you can't get car sick. Or the other lady says, you can't get car sick from a radio. Uh, she's then, then the other one says car sick's an inner ear thing. Turn on the radio. He says, I prefer not to risk it. Another old lady. I was a nurse for 40 years. I know all about car sick. Third old lady. I've never been car sick in my life. I'm assuming that that is Lillian uh, because she says she's never been car sick in her life. Uh, She says, what should I do? The problem with you is you never know what to do uh, because Hank said, what should I do? And he said, you just met me. She goes, I know you're kind. Uh, (laughs) And then the, uh, the second old lady says, "Uh, would you please turn on the radio? 
You hear it turning on, and then the old lady throws up right then and there. Uh, and then the next thing we see is they pulled the green van over. Hank is hosing out the back, and he says, all right, ladies, you can get back in now. So uh, four very gripey old ladies and his mother. One of them has now thrown up in the, in the van. This is becoming um, the best trip ever. Uh, I mean, it gets worse and worse, but yeah, I'm just dude. saying already, man, if you have ever cleaned puke out of a car, like a kid has puked in or anything, it is rough and it does not go away. And in Texas, it and becomes, the smell afterwards. yeah, in Texas, it becomes 147 degrees here in the, in the summer. And so that vomit just bakes, which is lovely. So you're telling me to never have kids. Yes, please. Or if you do yes, kids. put bags over their heads. No, that don't do that. Just, yeah, had, there you go. I've had no, I used to have a real bad problem with car sickness. You with dogs? Yeah. Oh, with dogs? Yeah. yeah. No, he said with dogs. Uh, I, I had uh, I had a personal problem with puking. I uh, well, because when we were in England, we walked everywhere. I think when so anybody pukes, we, Rusty, it is a personal problem. <laughs> it is a personal problem. Yes, definitely. But uh, whenever we lived in England, we never really drove in cars. We walked yeah. everywhere. So anytime I rode sure. with my aunt, I would get sick because my aunt had a car. And whenever I rode with her somewhere, I'd get she'd have to pull over so I could puke because I just couldn't. The, the motion of a car was just foreign to my body that it would make me sick every did time it, I got in one. Did it make a difference if you were in the front or the back? No, it didn't make a difference where yeah. I was at. Just yeah. car, just the motion of cars. Yeah. And then when we first moved to the states, it took a while for me to get used to being able to be in a car. Sure. Obviously, it doesn't bother me now. I drive for a living, but uh, yeah. yeah, other than that, it, it kind of sucks. Yeah, car sickness. So we are back yeah. on. Yeah, that does suck. Uh, I had a lot of little kids throw up on me. Um, we're back on Rainy Street, uh, and Bobby and Joseph are out riding their bikes. Bill is over on his lawn watering it with a hose. Uh, and he pipes up and says, careful, Bobby, you know, your mother and I worry about you. He's already taken on the mantle of Hank. I mean, he's, he's all weird in, yeah. in his head. He's already replaced Hank. He's Bobby's father. Now, uh, Bobby says, uh, you know, she worries about you too, Mr. Dotrieve. And he says, Oh, she does. He goes, I guess, I don't know. And then just rides off. <laughs> so I, don't, I didn't really understand that exchange from Bobby. But that was funny. I think it Bobby was funny. doesn't, I doesn't like think about him. Sorry, no, Rusty. I talked no, no, over no, you. No, 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 Bobby, I don't think, thinks about him. Bobby doesn't care. He's just trying to be nice. And then he's just like, I don't know, man. I got to go. <laughs> he's just done with him. All right. So uh, we are now seeing a beautiful sunset uh, over Port Aransas. Uh, they're going to be taking the uh, ferry to the island, and uh, they are they are on the ferry, uh, and we're starting to see the the island come up out of the water. And uh, Lillian says, "Look, everyone, Port Aransas." Lily says, or Tilly says, "It looks like a miniature island." And then Lillian says, "Oh, it's a shame it has to get bigger. I want to remember it like this." They just love mm -hmm. their miniatures. Hank says, uh, "So I guess all of you are as crazy for miniatures as my mom, huh?" Uh, Lillian says, I wouldn't use the word crazy. Uh, and uh, then they all toast to the uh, miniatures. And here's the part I didn't understand. So Lillian uh, takes a drink out of her styrofoam cup. I'm assuming they're drinking coffee, tea, something like that, something hot because it's a styrofoam cup. She then either ingests, eats part of her cup as she takes this drink, or she eats a tea bag, one or the other. She puts something in her mouth and eats it. As she takes a drink. I'm pretty sure that was part of a styrofoam cup. That's what I'm Either saying. Way, I, think just just took a, I think she just took a bite out of the cup and just ate it right there. <laughs> Which I may yeah. or may not have done in the past. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. 
I hate cups. You hate cups? I mean, she's eating a cup. I, oh. I eat cups. Oh. And now she, isn't, that, isn't that like the prank you used to do? Isn't that the prank you used to have to tell people? Spell I cup, and then they say I C U P. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you have to spell I cup. Yeah. yeah. I may or may not have fallen yeah. for that too many times to be yeah. proud of. <laughs> All right. So uh, we are, uh, we're, we're getting to Port Aransas. Um, and uh, I've got a couple of facts about Port Aransas. So this is my first one. First off, Port Aransas does exist. Um, uh, and, and, and here's the facts that I have about it. Port Aransas is a city in, um, oh gosh, Natchez? Natchez County? N-U-E-C-E-S? Natchez? Why are you looking at Natchez? me? Um, yeah. I don't know, man. Natchez, Natchez. 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 Natchez, I'm not sure. All right, so it's a city in that county. Uh, the city is 180 miles southeast of San Antonio, especially for you folks that aren't from Texas. Uh, the population was 2,904 at the 2020 census. Port Aransas is the only established town on Mustang Island, which I've been to many times. Uh, it is located north of Padre Island, also been there many times, and is one of the longest uh, barriers. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Um, longest barrier. It's uh, it's it, it's uh, hold on. It's New Aces. Is how you say it. New Aces. That can't be right. New Aces. Yeah, Google said oh. I did new new like N O O new A A Y new A and then S E E Z. That's the pronunciation. New Aces. Okay. All right. I don't believe Google, but okay. Um, it says uh, it's it's located north of Padre Island and is one of the largest barrier islands along the Texas coast. Corpus Christi Bay, the Gulf of Mexico, the Lydia Ann Ship Conne- Channel, and the Corpus Christi Ship Channel make up the surrounding waters. So have you guys spent much time at, like, Port Aransas or uh, Padre Island? I've only ever been to South I've been to Padre. Corpus Christi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been to Corpus Christi, South Padre. Uh I've been there quite a few times. I went with ROTC twice. Oh, yeah. We went to, uh, I was in Navy ROTC, so we went to the Lexington twice. Uh, so I got to do and, that. So, yeah, I've, uh, I've Lexing- spent a little bit of time in that area. Lexington is a battleship that's parked there, right? Yes, the Lexington is a World War II era aircraft carrier. They yeah. had, it was still when they had wooden decks. Right. And uh, it's the, uh, it's a memorial that they have there that allows you. There's there's even packages that you could uh, pay to actually stay on the ship. Isn't that ship supposed, supposed to be to have some it, haunting? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's supposed yeah, to be haunted, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. that yeah. would be a good thing for the poultry gals. That's something you should uh, yeah, no recommend to them. Yeah, if I'll they go stay the night down there and do some filming, that'd be cool to see. That would be kind of cool. Uh, yeah. So we, yeah, if you want to check out poultry gals, you can go to roguemedianetwork.com. <laughs> they are a great podcast about poultry guys. How about that, man? How about that uh, that seamless name drop there? That was wonderful. I love that. Yeah, I love it, man. I uh, like their podcast. Yeah, I, we I used to, to we it. used to go to Padre Island like once a year. You know, me and my family. Yeah, you'd go yeah, and have a regular body happy hour. <laughs> That's right. We would go have a regular body happy hour. That's right. And if you'd like to hear more about yeah, the happy uh, hour, go to roguemedianetwork.com. There you go. Now we used to go to uh, Galveston. Galveston was our spot. Yeah. Yeah. We would uh, the Brownwater Bay. Sure, sure. Yeah, the last time I remember going to the coast at all, uh, there were the tar balls in the water and the whole thing. It was just it was a rough. And if anybody's never been to the Gulf of Mexico, those tar balls are a thing, man. They they're there every summer. At some point, you're going to get some tar on you. Um. So we are uh, at the motel now, 
It is 4.45 a.m. in the morning. We know that because the alarm clock next to Hank's, uh, who is sound asleep, next to his bed says 4.45 a.m. We get a knocking on the door. Uh, he gets up very groggily and goes there and says, oh, oh what? Oh. And then uh, you hear his mother say, uh, we're going to be late for the museum. He says, it's not even 5 a.m. She goes, that kind of attitude is not going to get you ready any faster. He says, all right, all right. Will you ladies just give me a few minutes to shave? And then one of the old ladies just says no and pushes the door open. So poor Hank. I mean, that's rough, right? 5 a.m.? <laughs> yeah, it yeah. is rough. And it doesn't open for another four hours. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm really yeah. trying to know what the hell they did for three hours. <laughs> I don't know. They went and, and, and pondered the pancake. Go to IHOP, I guess? Yeah, yeah. Uh, next, we are, uh, we're at the mini museum. Uh, Hank says, well, looks like we might have gotten here a little early. We see a uh, sign that says museum opens at 9. This is hanging on the door. Uh, uh, one of the old ladies, uh, who is perpetually offended, says, uh, what's the big joke? He goes, it's not a joke. She goes, then it's us, isn't it? Apparently we amuse you in some way. He says, I wish, <laughs> under his breath, which uh, it's, it's, it just shows the exasperated nature that Hank gets. Uh, he says, well, that was interesting. Uh, now they're in the museum. Uh, like you say, I'm not sure how, how that time passed. Uh, I think they just stared at the sun or something. Uh, and uh, they're in the museum. And then uh, one of the ladies says, stay, watch. And they go past this little office. And it kind of reminds me of what we've got in here in the, in the studio. Like I'm in the podcast studio. Mason's on the other side of the big glass window. And uh, it's kind of like, Mason would be the micropointalist in there working on the uh, on the miniatures, or I would either way. Yeah, oh, so uh, I looked up <laughs> I looked up micropointalist. I did too. Uh, so all I found on micropointalist is it's a type of it's a, it's a painting style called micropointalism. Yeah, and which I couldn't really find anything on. Uh, I imagine a miniature hobbyist. It would be considered. It would be like models you know what i mean like scale because he's doing you know miniaturized scale stuff yeah. scaled down yeah. models so i'm not sure what that title of that is did yeah you, did you find that out or? no 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 i i wrote it down yeah. and i looked it up the best i could and i just wrote down the words no definition so i didn't get anything out of it yeah yeah mason's got all i got was the micro pointillism art what do you got what oh, you got, no, I got nothing i just got a joke i'm gonna say when oh. you guys are done okay please do and now, Mason's joke. Oh, no, I was going to say, uh, <laughs> can a micropointillist teach me Pokemon? Oh, gross. I'm just going to... Now we're just making references to shows that don't even... No, I, that's, <laughs> what, I, that's, what, that's what I'm doing the rest of this episode. <laughs> I'm just going to keep finding ways to reference all of our stuff. I really appreciate that, Mason. Uh, yeah, if you'd like to learn about Pokemon, please go to roguemedianetwork.com. Uh, okay, so uh, this is where we see for the first time Mr. Lyle Neff. Uh, Lyle Neff is one of the world's most renowned pointillists. Again, that's not a thing. Um, the only Lyle Neff I could actually find uh, that uh, is still around, there's a Lyle Neff in Wikipedia. He was born in 1969. He is a Canadian poet and journalist in Vancouver, B.C. So uh, that's the only Lyle Neff I could okay. find. So it's not a real guy. Um, uh, Hank says, Lyle Neff? Oh, God, I hadn't heard that name since I was 13. You know, I'd always pictured him with a scrawnier mustache. Now, I will say Lyle Neff in this does look like a very fastidious uh, type guy. You know, he's got the little little tiny mustache. He's got a vest on. I mean, he's he's working hard. He's got that jeweler's glass in his eye, uh, and he's working on these uh, miniatures that you can watch him. Uh, you can watch him as he does it. Uh, and uh, one of the ladies says, they say the sprites talk through his hands. The sprites. 
Uh, Hank says, that's a nice looking uh, seal. And then one of the old ladies, again, perpetually pissed off, says, it's an otter. He says, Lyle Neff would never waste his time on seals. Seals are trash mammals. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. (laughs) All right. Poor seals. So, yeah, no shit. Uh, We are at the tea house now. Um, This is a restaurant that we're supposed to believe is in uh, Port Aransas. Uh, I did look it up. There is no tea house uh, in uh, uh, Port Aransas. Uh, however, when we would go to Port Aransas or to the coast, and, and you got to forgive me, I was kind of young, there was a place there called Corky's. Uh, Corky's was always the place we went and had uh, our big fish dinner when we were at the coast. And I just remember always liking Corky's because I could get a flounder, the only fish with the eyes on one side of his head. Uh, I would... did find uh, I did find in in Port Aransas a coffee shop called Barefoot Beans. Yeah. So it's a, it, it, they they do serve tea. Okay. It's not a tea house. All right. Well, this one literally says P- tea house out oh, a house. It says tea house outside, and they're there, and they, you uh, know, I mean, you know, kind of where you are because there's seagulls flying around. It's real peaceful. All this stuff. Uh, they are all at the table, and they are putting in their order. Tilly says six cucumber sandwiches, please. Six cucumber sandwiches. Uh, Talk about a one-star rewind. (laughs) Jesus. Uh, If you'd like to know more about a one-star rewind, you can go to roguemedianetwork.com. Hank says, uh, uh, I'll have the hamburger sandwich instead. Uh, And then one of the old ladies says, the cucumber sandwiches are delicious here. He says, I don't like cucumber. Oh, my God. I've never seen five old ladies react the way they did. They were all just like, oh, my God. And then Tilly apologizes <laughs> to the waiter because her son does not like cucumbers. He says, come on, Mom, you don't have to apologize for me. And she goes, apparently I do. That's a very English thing. Uh, we eat cu- cucumber sandwiches. Yeah, uh, it's it's like a high tea thing, right? High tea and cucumber Yeah, like sandwiches. cucumber and butter, like cucumber and butter sandwiches. Oh, and then there's like uh, cucumber and like some, isn't it like just cucumber and what, some type of tartar sauce or mayo or some shit? See, that's what I would have no, thought. No, no, no. No, it's water. Good God, it's water. Butter. Butter, sorry. It's butter. Butter. God. Butter. Butter and cucumbers. Well, these are raw cucumbers, butter, right? Butter They're and not... cucumber, and that's it. Yeah, raw. Yeah. Raw cucumbers, not sautéed, uh, not baked, not broiled or fried, just uh, yeah, raw cucumbers. Um, and then there's also uh, watercress sandwiches. Yeah, that's less. It's just watercress and bread, yeah. I mean, I like it raw, <laughs> well, but not that raw. I'm sorry. It's like clover, yeah. <laughs> Mason just immediately apologized for saying that. <laughs> uh, that's fantastic. Uh, all right, so we are uh, back at the motel. Uh, we see a guy cleaning the pool. Hank goes up and knocks on the motel door. Uh, he says, Mom, it's me, Hank. Uh, just came to say goodnight. And by the way, the sun is still up uh, when he's knocking on the door. It's like 4.30 <laughs> yeah. in the afternoon. Uh, he opens the door, and one of the old ladies is asleep just snoring logs, man. I mean, she is just sawing logs over there in her bed. And uh, Tilly is up at the foot of the bed. She's still dressed, and she's looking at her little miniatures. We see an angel, a rocking horse, a teddy bear, a Scotty dog. Uh, and she says, uh, shouldn't you be in bed? It's almost 730. Or he says, shouldn't you be in bed? It's almost 730. She goes, look at this. Don't they look happy? They like it here. So she's kind of gone into this this re-remembering of this whole thing, right? Uh, we get a flashback here in a second. Hank says, uh, Mom, those are just glass. She goes, I know that, Hank. My point is they're from the island, and they like being home. He says, you're not falling into one of those funks, are you, Mom? I haven't seen you uh, socialize with your miniatures since, gosh, since you were married to Dad. 
And now we get a flashback with a much younger Cotton. Uh, still has color in his hair. Still an asshole. No, oh, super big asshole. Uh, he says, uh, I'll help you with your dishes. And then the uh, the camera pans out, mm-hmm. and he's literally taking a chair to the dishes in the sink and just crushing them. I love the idea. I mean, I he's just, a man who oh, loves priding. He oh killed 50 men. He 50. 50 men. 50. But he can't be bothered to do <laughs> Well, he said, it's I mean, not, maybe it's PTSD, but Jesus Christ. But here's the thing, man. So much excuse. It's not even that that he can't be bothered to do the dishes. He actively destroys them. I mean, that's that's a whole other level of well, psychotic. Well, was it? Did he? Did he? Did it happen to be because he saw that they were manufactured by a Japanese company and he oh. was just. No, I, I don't. Tilly would know better than to do that. <laughs> yeah. I smashed fitty plate. Fitty plate. Yeah. <laughs> so he is bashing those dishes with a chair in the sink. Uh, there's the young Hank there that's just, he's he doesn't know what to do. And then Tilly has obviously gone into her funk, and she's just like, mm-hmm, just polishing her little miniatures. Ignore it, and it'll go away. Uh, and Hank says, Mom, Mom, what should I do? Mom. So that's the entire flashback, but... Good God, that paints a bad picture of Hank's childhood. Yes, it, Hank's childhood kind of sucked. <laughs> His childhood did kind of No, it was wild. And that's funny because I really like how whenever they're all reminiscing all the time about their childhood, they yeah. all look back, and then whenever it cuts back to them as an adult, they have that kind of like, oh, well, yeah, that was kind of oh, yeah. shitty. Yeah, oh, yeah. That kind of sucked. Like, that's kind of rough. Like, so, I'd probably be a better human being if I didn't experience that. <laughs> the one thing I forgot to mention is the old lady that uh, that is asleep has her wig uh, sitting next to her, uh, next to the bed. And uh, as we come back from the flashback, she goes, quiet, you, and throws the old, uh, throws the old wig at Hank's head. So really enjoyed that. Uh, we're back at uh, <laughs> Rainy Street, uh, and uh, uh, Bill uh, sees... Peggy and Luann in the kitchen. I don't know what they're sweeping up, but it looks like something got broken because they've got the little dustpan and the whole thing, and they're both doing it, which is really weird. Um, but uh, uh, Bill comes in. He, he's in the house, number one. He's in the house. And he goes, cleaning? And she goes, how did you get in here, Bill? He goes, you gave me a key, remember, when you went on vacation so I could feed Ladybird. She goes, that was six years ago. He goes, uh-huh. <laughs> It's probably a good thing God. I held on to it, too. <laughs> this is a real boobay moment. What the hell? Oh, That's a little, woo. <laughs> uh, a sketchy moment there. So uh, <laughs> he says, it's probably a good thing I held on to it, too. After all, you never know when. Peggy goes, I want it back now. He goes, all right. He said, let me help you with that trash. Then he takes the trash can, walks into the yard. Luann, uh, and this is her only line in the thing, says, uh, why is he hugging our trash? Peggy goes, well, as long as he doesn't take it into his house, we're okay. Then you hear Bill's door close, and Peggy just goes, oh, no. <laughs> At yeah, that point, I wouldn't even want the key back from my No. Just change all the locks. Yes, change you're changing the locks. the locks. Yes, absolutely. So At this point, he's got like six keys. <laughs> he probably do, does have six keys. One on his body at all times. Uh, we are back in Port Aransas. We are at the Royal Aransas Hotel, and Hank is walking into what's called the Snack Shack at the uh, motel. Uh, he goes into the bar. It's basically just a bar. Uh, he walks up to the bar and tells the bartender, I'll have a dune buggy, a uh, dune burgie, excuse me, uh, medium rare and a beer. I'm assuming that's just a, just a hamburger. Uh, he goes, uh, at last a few, few signs of civilization. Cause we see a couple of guys come in, uh, one guy's in a UT shirt. Uh, so Texas Longhorns and the other one's in a Texas A&M, Texas Aggie shirt. 
Uh, they sit down at the bar. He's like, hey, guys, how, how are those Longhorns looking for next year? One And the UT guy says, totally awesome, dude. He goes, oh, awesome. That's what I like to hear. Uh, let me buy you a beer and we can talk some football. The guys say, well, we don't mind if we do. And then the next thing we see is these two guys just slamming beers. I mean, they are just putting them down as fast as they can. And you know what I call these kind of guys right here from yeah. this era, like this era of like college kind of atmosphere? It's the American pie, you know, oh, the American yeah, sure. pie kind of like people, oh, yeah. like kind of atmosphere. These guys, these guys would definitely have sex like with college uh, stuff. pies. A flute. Yeah. Uh, hey, flute Mike, too. Or, Claire, or clarinet. Wrong with that. You know what? Or, <laughs> he said don't cock shame him. He, he could fuck a tuba. Yikes. There's nothing wrong with that either, Rusty. <laughs> How else are you supposed to hit that note? Uh, so uh, <laughs> Hank says, Hank says, listen, guys, you got to slow down. He goes, uh, we got the whole bench to go over. I mean, Hank is invested in this. He's ready to sit there and just talk some football the whole time. Uh, yeah, he is. Like, he's kind of like hype too. It's kind of like he he's kind of giddy that he he'll get to do this and then gets like shot. Another down. male to talk to. Yeah, I mean, he's just so used to that. You know, standing out in the in the alleyway talking football, talking whatever. Uh, so, uh, he goes, uh, I tell you, this is just what I need. And then you see just tons, tons of these UT and Texas A&M kids. And then you see other kids with other shirts and stuff on. You just start seeing all these kids show up. Uh, he goes, I spent the day with about 500 years of old lady. Oh, if they could see me now having a beer and a hamburger, that would push them right over the edge. I'll tell you what. Then the whole place gets super busy, and behind him we see the MTV Spring Break semi pull up, and we go to commercial break. <laughs> to a uh, to a Pretty Fly for a White Guy by The Offspring. Oh, lovely. Good job. Uh, MTV Spring Break uh, refers to the channels. And for those of you who don't know what MTV was <laughs> at one point, it, it was music television, which uh, they did just music videos when they first started. Yeah, it now belongs to Rob Deerdick. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but well, you have you well, you have Beavis and Butthead to thank for that. Well, it's true. Uh, it, it, you, they used to just play videos, and then they started investing in like their own programming. And MTV Spring Break was like one of the first big things that they did. Yeah. I like, mean, it made sense. I mean, yeah. you can only play music videos. There's only there were only so many at the time. And even there's still only so many being made. Eventually, you're gonna start running the same things over and over again. What was the first music video run on MTV? Fuck, I don't fucking know. The Buggles video oh, killed the radio oh, star. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna oh, say, yeah. I was gonna yeah. say, I'd be that one. Yeah. yeah Plus, also, uh, since it, I think this is what in the MTV was founded what in the 90s or 80s? Uh, it was 80s. Yeah. 80s. I mean, late 80s. Censorship was atrocious back then, so a lot of it, a lot of the songs were just being just bleeped or denied. You can't even play half the stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but I will tell you that our music at that time did not have near as many references. They were very, very veiled references, like Warrant with Cherry Pie and stuff like that. You know, I mean, you're obviously talking about a vagina, but uh, they never really said that. You know, it was all just suggestive stuff. Nobody nobody was worried about the walls and the ceiling and the back and the crack of their ass or whatever. Fair. So uh, MTV Spring Break refers to the channel's annual spring break coverage featuring numerous live performances from artists and bands on location. I know when I was a kid and I watched this, I was like, dear God, that's like the biggest party I've ever seen. You know, I mean, they would televise it for like th a week. Yeah. I never got to go. It sounds like it was pretty awesome. I, I don't know that I ever really wanted to go, but I did watch it all. I but think. you went. Yeah. 
Well, it's true too. Uh, MTV Spring Break used <laughs> to hold concerts at the Band Shell in Daytona, so that's where they started the Spring Break thing. Uh, Mister okay, Mister, that's a perfect place to start those. Oh yeah, days. yeah. Mister Mister performed at the first MTV Spring Break show in 1986, as did Starship. Starship is Jefferson Airplane that turned into Jefferson Starship uh, that then turned into Starship that sang that god awful song "We Built This City on Rock and Roll." I cannot. We built this city. I cannot stand that song. I do not like it. We built this Can't, city yep, on yep. rock and roll. Y'all are actively making an enemy. Uh, so uh, Starship, uh, and, and then in 1987, Crowded House played there for spring break. The annual tradition continued into the 2000s when it became de-emphasized and handed off to MTVU, uh, the spinoff channel of MTV targeted at college campuses. So that's a okay. short history of MTV spring break. And yeah, that's what I was, that's what the kind of that was that era where that uh, it wasn't like frat boy stuff. I yeah. mean, it is, but yeah. it wasn't. You know what I mean? It was yeah. where everybody's involved. The whole college. It, it was before all the the movies were all based on frat houses and frat parties well, and frat culture. But I mean, this was this was after Animal House. So you know, I mean that had, that had kind of been instilled in our in our generation that you're supposed to use spring break to have sex and party and just that's what you do at spring break. Uh, yeah, as a continuation of it for the yeah. new generation, for yeah, sure, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, but they they fade into a commercial break, and we're going to use that opportunity to take one here. So we will be right back. Hey, guys, it's Mike from Bois. Uh, I wanted to remind you just real quick of our official, unofficial meeting place. That is Hotel Arlen. So head over to Twitter and look up at Hotel Arlen. Uh, they are not that kind of hotel anymore. Please leave a post, uh, follow, like, subscribe, whatever they ask you to do on Twitter at this point. Uh, and if you wanted to, you could also include hashtag Hotel Arlen and hashtag B-W-A-A-K-O-T-H. Thanks. And we are back. Uh, we are again at the Royal Aransas Motel. Uh, it is 3 a.m. Uh, as the clock flies. Uh, and we hear a knocking on Hank's door once again. Hank says, uh, hold it. Hold on to your hats, ladies. The museum will still be there at dawn. Uh, and uh, we hear all this music outside, loud noises and stuff. Uh, he opens the door, and there are just partiers and people, and kids, and beer, and music, and everything everywhere. I mean, it is just saturated in partygoers. You know what's funny, Mike? Yeah. I love how you're referring to them as kids yeah. when they're all in their 20s. They are kids. <laughs> yeah, that's you, still I kids. Guess. Yeah, still kids. Yeah, I am 73 years old. Um, I'm not. So he says, hey, what? You kids knock knock, it off. Knock, knock, knocking on <laughs> heaven's door. <laughs> he, uh, he yells at them to knock it off. He says, come on, some of us are trying to sleep. Uh, he said, uh, okay, you asked for it. Uh, he grabs one of the kids and says, what room are your parents in? Kid throws up on the balcony. So this is the second vomit scene that we get. Uh, he goes, oh, for goodness sake. Uh, and then we transition to the next day, still all of these people around. And uh, Hank is talking to the old ladies. He goes, and none of you heard any of that last night? One of them says no. And then we hear this high-pitched whine coming from a hearing aid. And uh, she goes, uh, I, I, I smell something unpleasant in this hallway. It's <laughs> making me rather bleh. And then she pukes again. 
Lots of puke. Man, uh, even if you're deaf, you know, how do you how can you miss this very public affair? Well, that's what I <laughs> Jesus Christ. Once again, reference to <laughs> roadmedianetwork.com. Uh, <laughs> so, five for five. That was a pretty damn good one, though. That was that was pretty seamless there. You that was good. good. No, uh, I like that. Yeah, I like that. So we're back in the van, and we're driving around Port Aransas trying to get to the museum once again. I don't know what you didn't see in the one day that you spent there, but uh, we're going back to see more miniatures. I, I mean, guess, if you made the trip, might as well go another time. Sure. Tiny glass waits for no man. Yeah. Uh, Hank is uh, getting a little frustrated because there is traffic. Every- I just keep writing down traffic everywhere, kids everywhere. Uh, and Hank says, son, turn your blinkers on. Merge, merge already. He's just yelling. He's getting a little bit of the road rage going on. Uh, and uh, Tilly says, oh, look at this crowd. The museum is going to be a madhouse. They get to the museum. There's absolutely no one there because these kids could care less about glass miniatures. Uh, we are at the museum. Hank says, uh, I think it'd be safe if we used a buddy system to get around. Tilly says, Hank, you're making too much out of this. He says, Mom, that fella asked you to show him your high beams. I, I don't know how old Tilly is at this point. She's, uh, Wiki says she's supposed to be 69. Okay. Wow, the sexiest of all ages. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it just sounds like a really old saying, too, because I don't ever remember saying things like that. Let me see your high beams. Also, you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of dated terminology itself. I, I definitely hung out with people that said, let me see your high beams. <laughs> I definitely had some friends that would say I, that. I think it's a generational thing because sure. uh, we just said, hey, can I see your tits? We yeah. were just pretty pretty much more forward about uh, it. Again, and, again, Rusty, we were we were just veiled with our with our sexual innuendo. You know, we, we said high beams <laughs> instead of tits. <laughs> so we were much classier. Uh, so, uh, he says, now, do you even know what that mean? Talking to his mom about the high beam. She goes, of course I do. I've been driving longer than you. He goes, no, 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 mom. What he meant was, she goes, oh, Hank, look, a unicorn. I have just a little nook for you. Yes, I do. This is, this is kind of the craziest we see Tilly. Like these miniatures bring out somebody completely different in her. Um, when she sees these things, it just puts her right back into Pacifizer. that mindset. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's like her, I guess, yeah. in there, her safe space. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of her mm-hmm. way Security from, miniatures. Well, it's weird because it's like, it's like her crack and her soothing thing and everything all at once, you know? I mean, it just... I don't know if it's healthy or not. That's that's yeah. something a psychologist needs to answer. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, she's made it this far. But the thing is, man, everybody's got to have something. You know, yeah. and if it's stupid miniatures, who gives a shit? Uh-huh. Uh, I read too many comic books. That's that's right, right? And I, I, I ingest too many uh, somethings. I don't know. Uh, that just got to, I ran out of gas there. I'm sorry. Uh, so we are back on Rainy Street. Uh, we are at the pink and white grocery store. Now, I did look up pink and white, and I do not see any pink and whites. So I don't think that's a real thing. What I think that that refers to is Piggly Wiggly. Um, so Piggly Wiggly is still a grocery store, not near as many locations as they had at one point. But uh, the pink the pink pig wearing the white hat and all that stuff. So I'm assuming that this is like a, a, a reference to Piggly Wiggly. Most likely. I just I still love that people actively went to a store called Piggly Weekly. Oh yeah, it's just yeah. fun to say. Oh, I, I yeah, it's a... actually uh, 
the funny thing about the Piggly Wiggly is it is actually the first true self-service grocery store. Yeah. Because uh, what a lot of people don't know about the original grocery stores, the original grocery stores, you went in, you gave the grocer a list, mm-hmm. he grabbed all your stuff, and he brought it to you in a paper bag, and you left. Well, it felt it felt a lot like uh, those general stores you see in, like, Western movies or whatever. Everything was behind the counter, you know, and you had to give him your order, and he would hand it over to you or whatever. So the, yeah, uh-huh. and there's actually still two of them in Texas. There's only two locations left in Texas. Really? And uh, they are in oh. Paris, Texas, and Athens, Texas. Yeah. Uh, hmm. They still have stores in Alabama, Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, yeah. Illinois, Kentucky, Louisiana, Mississippi, New York, they are North very, Carolina, Ohio, it, It's a It's Oklahoma. a very southern yeah, a franchise, yeah. Piggly Wiggly. Yeah. yeah. There, what a puzzle there's company. One, there's one in New York, <laughs> but I think New York is as high as they go. I don't know if you got that reference, but uh, uh, he just dropped Puzzling Company on us. Uh, you can find out more about Puzzling Company at roguemedianetwork.com. Uh, so you keep making you do There's it. There's a bunch my, of them in Alabama. <laughs> my, uh, my grandmother worked at Piggly Wiggly uh, right around the corner from us. She was a, uh, a, a checker for, for years and years. Uh, and then she went to work at the Methodist home uh, as a uh, uh, sewer. Like she would uh, sew the kids' clothes back together and stuff. But uh, I remember her being a Piggly Wiggly when I was little. She uh, she worked there all the time. It was right. I mean, it I remember was literally uh, around the corner. IGA Food Basket. Oh yeah, IGA. We had still... one of those in Belmead in the '90s when I first moved here from uh, from England. Yeah, well, there's still an IGA out in Hewitt. Uh, that's out there by me. Yeah. So, yeah. The, actually, uh, uh, the bread route I help my friend on sometimes. Yeah, that's actually one of his stores. Is that IGA right there? Well, the guy that owns that IGA, I went to high school with him. Uh, so I see him in there all the time. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Small super, world. Yeah. Super, super nice guy. Yeah. Uh, uh, by the way, if you need to do some grocery shopping and you're in Hewitt, Texas, go to IGA, family-run store. Uh, now okay. you know more Waco. You need to reach out to him and see if he wants to sponsor us. Yeah, reach out to him. <laughs> he just dropped No Waco. Uh, again, you can go to no, roguemedianetwork.com to find out more. Uh, so we are uh, back on Rainy Street. We're in the pink and white grocery store. Uh, and, uh, of course, Bill runs into Peggy, Luann, and Bobby uh, in the middle of the grocery store. What I love about the inside of this grocery store are the giant things on the wall that just say, meat or vegetables or whatever. You know, it used to be where you would, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you'd be able to go in the front door and you could see all the sections because it was listed on the wall. Now they make you go through all the yep. all the fun stuff. Suggestive selling, yeah, 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 yeah. Buy a. Uh, I'm a horrible shopper. I can't go to the grocery store without spending forty bucks. See, I'm, that's why my girlfriend does all the shopping. My my wife calls in the groceries and I have to go pick them up, right? And that keeps me from having to go into the store where I will buy chocolates and other things. Yeah, but that's assuming that's. Yeah, that's, I don't mind going into the store, but I have to go on every aisle and take one. I have to have one item for every aisle at least sure, in the basket. Sure. Um, I can't do the online ordering either because I'll just start. Because one, I, I make lists, but I get sidetracked. I see at the bottom of the tab, you'll see, oh, you might also like this. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I would I like do, that. Thank you. I would like that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, HEB. I'm a very weak minded person. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, my wife, I went to pick up the groceries yesterday and uh, I got home. The, the issue with the online ordering, I think it's very, very convenient. Uh, and I don't mind going and picking it up. I think it's cool that you can just drive up there, text them when they bring it out. Um, I don't like the people who just stay in their car and let people put them in the trunk and never talk to the people. I think that's rude as crap. Yeah, you got to at least say, 
thank you. Yeah, man. For doing I mean, just say something to them. Something yeah. I could have done, but well, you make I mean, life easier. Yeah. And they won't. They, they can't take tips. And no, so I mean, you know, it's it's one of those things where just be nice to people. But uh, my my wife's issue is she always orders the wrong size of things. So like I got home yesterday, and the apples that she bought were far too small. They were the little tiny apples. And then the can of beans she bought was like three times the size of the can of beans that we should buy. So now we have a lot of beans and very little apples at my house. Just letting you know the uh, current state of affairs there. Uh, we see Bill. <laughs> Bill runs into uh, uh, all the hills there at the uh, pink and white. And he goes, Peggy, isn't it funny? We ran into each other here just by chance. I didn't even know you shopped at this market. Peggy, obviously a little ticked off at this point. She goes, it's the one closest to the house, Bill. Uh, he goes, I think so, too. Well, that's not an opinion, Bill. It, it either is or it isn't. I mean, she goes, uh, you know what I'm shopping for? He goes, uh, she, <laughs> but Mike, if he agrees with her, she'll like him. Yes, yes, that's very much that's very much true. I think everything in Bill's mind is a romantic comedy, right? Like him coming over and helping her wash the doors, singing with her in the yard, running into her at the grocery store. It's all this romantic comedy, which eventually she's just going to fall in love with him and leave Hank. So, um, uh, Peggy says, you know what I'm shopping for? Uh, Luann goes food. Uh, Bill says, Bill says, I didn't ask you. All right. He gets so pissed at Luann all of a sudden. He's like, I didn't ask you. He goes, I'm having a barbecue this afternoon. See you there. Peggy says, uh, no, you will not. He goes, okay, then four o'clock and just rolls off into the sunset. Uh, we are back outside the tea house. Uh, things have really changed here, uh, because now the tea house is just, uh, covered in these partiers outside. There's, there's kids everywhere. Uh, and, uh, they are, uh, they go inside to eat. And then we see outside, uh, when they come out, Hank's like, Oh God. And then this, the semi is there and I'm assuming it's Polly Shore, uh, as the DJ. It is. Yeah. Uh, you know, his mother started the, the, what is it? The, the comedy comedy store. Uh, his mother was over the comedy store in LA for a very, very long time. That's how he got his start. Like she owned the comedy store. And so he was able to get up. Cool story, man. <laughs> I, I pissed him off when I said the that. The children. <laughs> no, he didn't piss me off. Uh, so we hear Polly Shore. He's out there DJing and he's never yeah, gets referred. Sure. Yeah. He never gets referred to as Polly Shore. But uh, it's obviously him, and he was big at this time. So I don't know that it's his voice, but it's definitely like a caricature of him. And if, if, if everybody really wants to attribute like the success of MTV in the '90s, the, the like the early '90s, it would be Polly Shore because he was huge on MTV. He was like oh, he their was, first signed talent. Yeah, he was on there. He was all like the time. their first like yeah. contracted signed talent. Yeah, like the first individual at MTV to get money to just be a talent. Sure. So uh, it, the DJ starts playing some bustles and bangers it, again. Check out bustles and bangers at roguemedianetwork.com. Uh, so uh, Pauly Shore is out there DJing, and he's all right, ladies and gentlemen, let's take a vote: warm water or cold water. Uh, and so we see them roll out the uh, the they they pick up the big overhead door inside the tea house that faces directly into, this is not good planning. It faces directly into the wet t-shirt contest that's about to happen at a, in front of a place called the tea house. Uh, I, I just don't think that was planned real well. 
Uh, but there are three. No, not at all. Yeah, there are three young women uh, on the stage, gyrating and uh, in in very very uh, short and cut off t shirts. Uh, he is asking the um, the audience to vote on whether it should be cold water or warm water. Of course, they want cold water. Uh, and so he says, Rockadillo, do your stuff. This is my favorite character in this entire episode, Rockadillo. Uh, it is a man Rockadillo. dressed as an armadillo with a big uh, like water shooter cannon type uh, gun. Uh, he comes out and makes the sounds kind of like or whatever whenever he comes out. And he shoots the ladies with the water. Uh, behind the ladies, we see a uh, uh, kind of a pointer that goes from one side to the next and says, just do something is the first place. The second in the middle says, far freaking out. The third one says, fan freaking tastic. Uh, and I'm assuming it's based on the amount of cheers and the, the, the noise level yeah. they get. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. You know what, you know what makes me laugh about the Rockadillo? It kind of it kind of sounds like something that would be like a mascot of like Ted Nugent's ranch. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I think Ted and, <laughs> the and Rockadillo. Rockadillo hang out quite a bit. Um, yeah. Rockadillo <laughs> fever. Well, yeah. I, would, I would also like to hear Matthew McConaughey just say Rockadillo. You know, I think it'd be like a Rockadillo. I mean, it just I, I think he, I think he'd be very good at saying Rockadillo. Just got to pause for everybody. Uh, So (laughs) Hank says, Hank Hank is listening to the DJ. He says, uh, cold water, Rockadillo, do your stuff. Rockadillo starts shooting. And Hank says, but but cold water is going to make their, oh, and I'm assuming they all got shot. And he is is referring to their high beams coming on. Uh, He goes, okay, let's go. Buddy up. Uh, Delia, you hold Maureen's hand. They are, uh, they got to go. They got to get out of there. He's got to get these old ladies out of harm's way. And so uh, he says, uh, uh, Delia, you hold on to Maureen's, Maureen's hand. She goes, no, we're fighting. She ate the last scone. And, it, and then she says, it was delicious. Uh, he is just, every time they say something at this point, he just gives an exasperated groan. Uh, and he Hank sees the two guys that he drank beers with last night across the way amongst this sea of partiers and kids. And he goes, Randy, Randy, Chad, it's me, Hank. Uh, we then see the two guys from last night still in the same T-shirts. Uh, and one of the guys says, uh, hey, it's that dude from the bar last night. And then they, they proceed to throw water balloons at Hank and the old ladies, which uh, seems, seems sort of rude. Uh, Hank steps in front of water the, uh, one of the water balloons and uh, takes the shot. Chivalrous. Uh, very chivalrous. Uh, yeah, very chivalrous. Uh, he goes, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to let that happen. And uh, again, uh, one of the old ladies, perpetually pissed off, the problem is with you, you never mean to let anything happen. It's a horrible, empty way to live. Uh, and then Hank gets hit with another water balloon. I, I mean, I feel bad for Hank. He could have let them go by themselves, but I, I personally think that they would have died. Uh, I think he's well, right. Died, but well, they would have. I think they would have been crushed by Rockadillo. Probably. <laughs> I mean, they're dealing with a lot of left turns yeah, and loud yeah. noises. Jesus Christ, there it is again. Yeah, left turns and loud noises. If you want to check that out, it's on uh, Rogue Media Network. I told you, I'm not going to stop. I know you're doing great. Uh, and so uh, he gets hit by another balloon. Uh, we are back on Rainy Street. Bill has started his barbecue, and uh, uh, he is uh, in a uh, full suit. 
uh, out in front of his house barbecuing meat. And I just wrote down the words, so much meat. I mean, the entire grill is just covered with different and cuts of meat. And he only invited Peggy. Well, yeah, yeah. Not only is it covered in so much meat, there's so much meat on it that he's got steaks that are literally, like, hanging off the edge of the grill. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just full. Yeah, he's not even, even like, he's just wasting food. I can't And even. those links that he's cooked on there, too. Oh, yeah. If you look at the yeah. underside of those links, they're charred. I, I don't mind a little char. Yeah. A little char is okay. It adds a little, you know, a little, little flavor to yeah. it. But well, when it is a char that is all char, and your your hot dog is crispy to, the, the, to like a crunch. Well, the thing yeah, is, the, no the, the the amount of meat and the differing kinds of meat that he has on his grill, there's no way to cook them all correctly at the same time. You know, I mean, because you can't cook sausage the same way you cook a like a four inch, you know, T bone or whatever. Um, so yeah, he's just got everything fires going full blast and, uh, he's just cooking away. Uh, we see Dale come out from the fence and, uh, he says barbecuing. He goes, no, go away. This is Peggy's. She got no one to do her barbecue. And now that Hank's left her, uh, <laughs> Dale, Dale being the sane one in this conversation says left her. He's only on a two day trip with his mom. And Bill says, and four other single women. I, I guess. Hank. Yeah, like yeah. what the hell? I mean, like, in Bill's defense, it's, 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 old women need love too. That's true. That's true. Old women do. Need I understand love too. that, but like, it's a it's geriatric. He's sure. taking his mother and her friends somewhere. That's true. I, yeah. I feel like Bill's to the, just to the doing that reach out again. He stretches. Well, yeah, again, he's, he's just looking for any reason for this uh, for this romantic comedy to come true in his mind. Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> we are uh, back on the island in the minivan. Uh, they are trying to get down the street, and uh, just horns are honking. There's again, there's people everywhere. Uh, he pulls in behind the uh, the MTV truck, uh, and uh, and there's a uh, there's a bumper sticker on the back of this uh, on the back of this truck, and it says, uh, uh, "How's my driving?" And Hank says, well, how's my driving? I'll tell you. He goes, Mom, write this number down. 1-800-E-A-T-S-A. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> he took him spelling it out. I realized it. It took, there were two letters left. That was it. There was just two letters. Uh, and then we hear Polly Shore again. I want that bumper sticker. I do. Well, I've seen that bumper sticker before. Um, and we hear the uh, the DJ who is Polly Shore once again saying, "Spring Break '99 continues with some of the hottest bands, bods and buns on the port. I call Aransas. Am I right, Rockadillo? We hear that from Rockadillo. Uh, and then we hear uh, and Party '99 is only getting better because Adam Sandler is going to be performing live." And then we hear the back sloppy, when that was a that was a good thing. That's right. And we hear the Sloppy Joe song. Do we? Do, do you guys know the Sloppy Joe song by Adam Sandler? I do not know the Sloppy Joe song. The only I song I've his I, I keep talking over Rusty. The only song oh, I've his I know is Hanukkah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's the same album, I believe. Um, so he put out an album that had a bunch of songs on it, and this one was uh, basically it goes. Slappy, slappy Joe, slappy, slappy Joe. That's pretty much the entire song. But there is a wonderful skit on Saturday Riveting. Night. Yeah, there's there's a great one on Saturday Night Live. It's him and Chris Farley. And Chris Farley is is dressed like the lunch lady. And he's singing the Sloppy Joe song to her. And then Chris Farley does this this ballerina dance as the, <laughs> as the uh, lunch lady. Some, it's fantastic. My mom uh, had a couple of his CDs. Really? I listened to one. I don't remember what it was called. I only remember the one yeah. where it's a skit where he's a 
plays a talking goat, and a goat and the goat gets. They throw a a football at the goat to catch, and he gets hit. I don't know why this makes me laugh every time. I'm sure you're thinking of it, where he he gets hit and goes, "Ah, fuck me, my goat!" I don't know why it makes me laugh. It just does. So I remember one of his albums was called "They're All Gonna Laugh at You," Uh, and that's the only one I remember. But I I think that's the one that this one is on. Uh, Somebody can look that up and prove me wrong. Uh, so the Sloppy Joe song is pull is is uh, playing. Uh, they pull back up to the uh, motel, uh, and Hank is ready to get the hell out of here. He is uh, he's had enough of this partying. Uh, he believes that all the old ladies are going to die, and so uh, they're in there packing up. He's packed up his mom. He goes, "All right, there you're packed." Tilly says, uh, "But we haven't seen the Glade of Elsinore at the museum." Uh, in the meantime, Glade of Elsinore. <laughs> yeah. How big is this? Whatever museum? that is, it's very big. Uh, in in the background, I love the fact that her roommate with the wig, who was sawing logs, is now stealing towels, uh, just stuffing them into her uh, her luggage. Uh, he goes, "Forget the museum. We got to get off this island before they run out of beer and start rioting." Uh, and then the here the old the other old lady who is this has got to be Betty White. She says, uh, the glade of Elsinore is crafted from real flowers. That means the pigments are faded, stupid. So I, I don't I don't understand that, but whatever. Uh, he goes, yeah, I don't get that one either. He goes, I don't care. We're leaving. And then the old lady takes the entire blanket off the bed and shoves it in her suitcase. So well, you're fast, too. <laughs> now, I, was, I, not, like, uh, I wasn't amazed that she took it. I was amazed at how fast she took it. She, like, slides oh. it off and oh, has it so folded quick. and stuffed in her blanket like a magician. They sped up like, the animation just for that. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, that's how you get a collection. You just <laughs> take them by the cover. Well, I think <laughs> what happened is Jesus it was a budgetary Christ, cut. They cut out the... They cut out the extended amount of film, so they had to run it real fast. Mason says uh, uh, he did refer to By the Cover. Again, if you want to find out more about By the Cover, which is restarting, by the way, uh, go to roguemedianetwork.com. Uh, so uh, uh, there is that giant party outside. Hank is like, I don't care. We're leaving. Uh, the old lady says, oh, you're impossible. Uh, and then as they drive by, you see uh, people and kids and all this dancing on the stage. I mean, there's there's trucks everywhere. There's kids everywhere. There's just this giant party going on. They're just trying to get out of here. Oh, yeah, everybody's getting screwed up. Yeah. yeah uh, they pass a band, which I think is supposed to be um, – oh, shoot. I had the name in my head. Uh, Chronic something. But anyway, uh, they pass a band. Hank says, I'll tell you what, it'd be great when all these kids look like miniatures in our rearview mirror, huh? And he starts, like, chuckling. He goes, and he doesn't hear anything from the old ladies. He says, when you're all back safe in your homes and playing communities, you'll thank me. Uh, And then Tilly pipes up real quickly. My God, Hank, stop. uh, Hank says, Mom, I told you I will. She goes, Hank, stop this van. He stops the van right in the middle of the street. He goes, what is it? You okay? She goes, no, I'm not. I'm not okay at all. I've left my unicorn. And then you hear, we have to go back for it. He says, we'll miss the ferry. He goes, we can't. She says, Hank, tiny glass unicorns are as hard to find as a real unicorn. I can't leave without mine. Uh, Hank is getting a little pissed off now. He goes, now I've had enough, Mom. Forget the damn unicorn and all these stupid little dolls from when you went weird. And then Tilly says, oh, I Dilly. can't believe he's talking to his mother like this. I, I, I just know. want to let everybody know that this is an incorrect representation 
of yeah. how a Texan male speaks to his mother. <laughs> well, I I can see in this Wait, in this uh, place how he how pissed off he would get. You know, I mean, because he oh, I don't care. My mom would have slapped me. I, I get talking it. to her in any kind of tone I, like I that. It. I would have yeah. got popped. I don't yeah. care how old she is. I, I guess I still get popped at thirty. She goes, <laughs> she goes. Oh, Delia was right. Hank, you are impossible. He go he turns around and goes, which one of you is Delia? Uh, and then one of the old ladies, I mean, extremely fast, goes, she is. <laughs> he goes, I could commit you like that, and snaps his fingers. Uh, then we That's hear. That's kind of wild, too. He hates <laughs> it. He hates dangerously. I can have you committed like that. <laughs> it's yeah, just a little wild. Nuts, yeah. Uh, he snaps his fingers, and then we see that his mom has gotten out of the van. He's like, oh, no, stay put, he says to everybody. And he goes, mom, mom, he's yelling at her. Uh, and he gets out to chase his mom. He is near the tiki hut we see in the background. Uh, we see Hank come out of the gas station next. He's got a bunch of drinks in his hand. I'm assuming it's coffee uh, because of what they say. He gives it to the old ladies in the minivan. He goes, now, these should hold you till I get back. And then, of course, one of the old ladies, perpetually pissed off, says, I wanted milk, not cream. Cream makes me logie. He says, live with it. And then he just shuts, slams the door to the minivan. He's got to find his mom at this point. So he is now back at the Royal Aransas. Uh, he's at Party Central. He, uh, he's at the pool, and he comes up to these two guys, and he goes, uh, excuse me, have you seen uh, the nicer-looking old lady, gray hair, yellow golf sweater? There you go, golf sweater. Uh, and the kid at the pool says, hmm, stand right there while I think about it. Now, in the background, because of this giant party, we see a, an, an, a, a big kid uh, with the words sex beast painted on his chest uh, go onto the wow. dining board. He jumps in, <laughs> makes a giant splash. What a statement that makes. Oh, yes. Huh? Sex beast? Sure. Uh, it, we, this kid makes a giant splash, gets Hank all wet. And he goes, I mean, he has to be a beast. He just got everyone wet. That's right. That's Both true. genders. <laughs> and he says, uh, Hank's like, what? I don't, I don't know why I'm standing here. And then he gets all wet and he goes, yo, gotcha. This is what the kid says. He goes, Hey, can't you see I'm looking for a lady? He goes, we're all looking for ladies, dude. That's what spring break's all about. Okay, guys. Uh, and th- <laughs> now we're back in, uh, Arlen. We're at Bobby's baseball game. Uh, I just wrote down the words, who knew? I didn't realize Bobby played baseball. This Is is, is this the first time we see that Bobby plays baseball? No, nah, we've seen Bobby play baseball a couple times. Because remember, they had the, we've had the football and soccer episode. Yeah. And then we've had the baseball episode, the very, very first episode, where the, the, the guys, the CPS guy comes and says, Bobby's getting abused. Oh, you're right. That baseball. was at baseball. Yeah, you're yeah. right about that. Okay. Baseball I, pops up a lot because also yeah. Peggy, whenever Peggy was going through the – now, that was, that was the football episode, same episode, I believe. Yeah, but Peggy, the, Peggy, the was, Peggy was a fast-pitch uh, softball player, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, she was. So she was I, I feel like she goes to all the baseball games regardless oh, sure. if Bobby's there or not. Yeah. But, uh, but she always cheers for him. She's always one of the best cheerleaders for the teams. For oh, sure. yeah. I'm just wondering when he has time to – what is the Arlen season like? Are football and ba- – because football was not that long It does seem this. like they so happen at, at the same, same time. time. Yeah. Football, soccer, and baseball, all at the same time, only in Arlen. Uh, so they are uh, they're at Bobby's baseball game, and it's really crazy because you see Bobby – and Dooley sitting on the bench next to each other. And everybody just seems like they're just so out of it. And I, I'm assuming that's because these two guys never get to play. Uh, they are just they are just completely out of it. 
we see Bill come up into the stands. He looks terrible at this point. Uh, he's very dirty, but still in his suit. His tie has now been loosened and stuff. He walks up into the bleachers. Peggy says, Bill. And, and Hank, uh, uh, Bill says, why isn't Bobby playing? Uh, Luann, I'm sorry, she does have more lines. She goes, uh, you don't look good, Mr. Dotree. Have you been in a fire? I think it's fantastic that he's dirty, and so she assumes he's been in a fire. <laughs> yeah, he looks rough. He looks rough. Peggy says, Bill, are you okay? He goes, no, I am not okay. I am not okay at all. I didn't make you a barbecue just so you wouldn't show up and didn't come here to wa- watch Bobby play ball. Uh, Peggy says, Bill, please, people can hear you. He goes, I don't care. Maybe it's time they did. He stands up and he goes, hey, coach, you, coach, why aren't you playing Bobby Hill? I am responsible for that boy, and you play him now. You hear me? And you just, (laughs) Peggy's just starting to moan. He goes, oh, Peggy, I'm not angry at you. She says, Bill, you get your arm off of me because he goes over and puts <laughs> and his arm him. on her. That's, that's, and no. she knocks the shit out of him and he falls. She does. This is why you don't invite and she doesn't Bill even care. Oh, on never. a visit this to is, the mound. This is a, oh, well, not only that, this is one of those scenes where I really like Peggy. This is one of the ones where I like, I don't, this is, this is a scene that makes me like her. Because she hits him, and as soon as she hits him, yeah. She doesn't even look back at all. She never turns to check on him or nothing. Yeah. She just sits up and starts cheering for the baseball team immediately. <laughs> yeah, so she she hits him. He falls over. You hear, Ooh, you know, whenever he hits the ground, she goes, and like you say, she just immediately turns, stands up and goes, oh, yeah, come on, Cougars. Come on. Woo, 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 woo. And so I'm assuming there was a home run or something. She, and the, the coolest thing about this, about her knocking him off, is she never takes off the foam finger. Uh, I like the fact that she pushed him off with the foam finger. Uh, I got pushed off with a foam finger one time, but it cost twenty five dollars. Uh, so <laughs> well, we those things can hurt. <laughs> we are now back at uh, the museum. Hank goes running in. Uh, he's looking all over for his mom. Uh, he runs into uh, where Lyle Neff is working. He goes, uh, uh, "Excuse me, I'm looking for an older lady in a sweater. Uh, she she needed a unicorn." He goes, "Don't they all?" And you can tell this is Stephen Root doing this this voice as well he yeah goes, absolutely yeah definitely yeah he goes well was she here she goes she left a few minutes ago one unicorn richer he says damn those stupid miniatures they're gonna get her killed he goes you don't know anything he says what he goes miniatures probably saved your mother's life hank says what's that supposed to mean he goes do you know how hard it is to be a woman in this world i do I'm not sure what that means, but okay. Uh, (laughs) He says, says, women come in here all day, all the time, and they are sad and they're lonely and they are frumpy and they tell me how their tiny, individually handcrafted investment-grade art is the only thing keeping them sane. Do you understand? Does that sound like your mother? He says, no. Well, maybe when her marriage to my dad was breaking up, but uh, so so this little glass crap really helped her out of, uh, uh, helped her out. Uh, he goes, I, I guess I owe somebody an apology. Lyle Neff says, accepted, and turns around and goes back to work. <laughs> I kind of like Lyle Neff in this. Uh, he uh, he takes his craft very, very seriously. Uh, we are now at the, the Miniature Museum gift shop. We finally find Tilly. She's checking out. Uh, Hank runs up, and he goes, uh, Mom, uh, uh, get back in the car. Uh, and she goes, what is it? He goes, it's the Los Angeles international airport. He hands her a little thing and he goes, it's the Los Angeles international airport car- carved in a walnut shell. 
I didn't realize Lyle Neff did this kind of intricate work until they showed this. And she it goes, "Amazing!" Oh, it is. It, it that is, is crazy. Yeah, that is super crazy. Oh, it's got like a little plane over it. It's got all the little buildings and stuff. And apparently, it's got a little puppy in it because uh, Tilly goes, "Oh, look at the detail. Don't worry, little puppy. Somebody's coming to claim you. It's wonderful." He goes, "Yeah, it's a Neff." Uh, and so this is that turning it's moment. It, <laughs> it's that turning moment that that Hank always has in these shows, where he finally learns his his lesson and and uh, and moves on. Um, they go out, and they are trying to get back to the van. Uh, there's just partiers everywhere at this point. A helicopter uh, it starts to fly over the miniature museum. We know that because it is shaking all the little miniatures in the museum. Uh, it is also carrying a giant Alamo beer can uh, under the helicopter. Uh, the, the crowd is just cheering and cheering. He goes, we got to go, Mom, now. He goes, the last ferry leaves in 15 minutes, and the brochure recommends getting there 10 minutes in advance. So from my calculation, that means they're already late. Right. Yeah, but also <laughs> uh, according to Wiki, and Rusty, maybe you can help me with this. Apparently, Port Aransas actually has a 24-hour ferry cycle. Oh, really? So I don't know why huh. he was thinking I don't he know. had to be on that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, it does. They have a 24-hour ferry because it's like a it's like a road, yeah. but it's constantly going. It you know it always has to be moving. So uh, they are are back at the van, but they see that Maureen's knitting is in the seat, and Maureen is not there. Uh, yeah. Uh, they. By the way, they also pass uh, a bunch of kids playing pass the banana between guys and girls. Uh, I, I don't know what that game is, but uh, so he gets back out. And he's like Maureen, Maureen. And uh, uh, he gets a, uh, a startled uh, – uh, his mother tells him that uh, they passed her over the crowd like a beach ball. Uh, and so he – oh, hell, he gets out. He starts running after her. Uh, he sees her on the stage with Rockadillo, so we know that that's trouble. Um, and then uh, he, he starts running after her, looking and looking for Maureen. Uh, he, he stops out of breath at a, um, uh, a photo booth. Uh, it's like, a, one of the ones with a curtain on it and the whole thing, you pay two bucks or whatever. And it takes like six photos. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it prints it out for you. Yeah. yeah. And it prints out photos of Maureen and he's like, uh, and then she steps up behind, oh no, I'm sorry. He, he sees the photos of Maureen. He rips open the curtain. There are two naked people in the photo booth taking photos. They are very startled. Which I'm going to be honest. Maybe I'm just inexperienced. That does, no way for either party. Does that sound comfortable? <laughs> no, it doesn't sound good. No, especially the woman. I'm scared. It doesn't look comfortable well, at all. And not only that, it, it's gotta be hot at this point, hot, right? There's noise it's, everywhere. Yeah. 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 I don't know. And so you just get naked and get in a photo booth. Uh, where are their parents? So, uh, he pulls back the curtain. He sees the naked kids. Uh, he, uh, uh, and then Maureen comes up behind him and goes, takes two minutes to develop. And so she grabs the stuff. He gets her back to the car. Uh, and then, uh, he, <laughs> he, he sees the other lady on the stage. He, he goes up onto the stage. He's just trying to corral cats at this point, right? He's trying to get them all back into the van. He's trying to get the hell off this yeah, island. He's dealing with a lot of bros, foes, and heroes. Oh, my God. Again, roguemedianetwork.com. So he's up on the stage, and you hear Invasion coming from uh, Polly Shore, and then uh, he, he says, Rockadillo, get him. And he starts, Rockadillo starts squirting him with his high-powered water cannon, 
And uh, it's so bad that it knocks the glasses off of Hank's face. He goes, hey, hey, those are prescription, dang it. Uh, Rockadillo is still squirting. He's squirting the crowd. Uh, Hank finally gets him into a headlock, uh, and he kicks Rockadillo off the stage. Um, and Hank grabs the water gun. He starts squirting people in the crowd to get them out of the way. He finally gets the old lady back to the van, and they are ready to go. He's finally got all his cats in one place. Um, he he shoots a lot of kids in the crowd, by the way. Uh, he they're in the yeah, van. Yeah, they're in the van. They're headed back to the with ferry. Water. With yeah, water. with water. I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did not shoot them with bullets. Uh, or any other substance. Uh, so <laughs> they are uh, going as fast as they can in the van, trying to make it to the ferry because we've already established that they're probably already already late. Um, and uh, uh, he, they, he's, he's trying to reassure the old ladies. He's like, oh, we're going to make it. We're going to make it. Uh, and then for some reason, they, they roll over uh, one of those tire damage things. I'm not sure why Hank didn't see that. I guess it's getting to the ferry. Yeah, and trying to get weird, there. Yeah. yeah, I guess he's trying to get there as fast as he can. He's going the wrong way. Uh, he runs over one of the tire damage things. He goes, oh, everybody stay calm. We just experienced severe tire damage. <laughs> Never heard anybody call it that. But uh, And then as, uh, as he's saying that, one of the old ladies pipes up and says, you said you'd get us out of here. Tilly, your boys all talk. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. It's so rough. I mean, she's just so pissed off. At the yeah, same, she's hell. yeah. At the same time, we see the helicopter come up over the the van, and he drops the giant Alamo can in front of the van, trying to stop them. I don't know why Polly Shore gives a shit at this point, but he drops a giant Alamo can in front of this van, trying to stop them. Huge Alamo can. Uh huh. And you're hearing Sloppy Joe song being played. Uh, and the only thing I got out of this is as the, um, as the helicopter is hovering there, we see Dolsey on the side, D-O-L, uh, D-O-L-S-E-Y. So I don't know if that's the name of the company or if that's the name of the DJ or whatever, but you see Dolsey on the side of the yeah, helicopter. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. And then, uh, he goes, uh, uh, Tilly says, Hank, get us out of here. He says, we're down to the rims. If we drive on them, they may never be the same again, which, okay, Hank. Well, I mean, you just yeah, they get may off never his... be true again. <laughs> yeah. They may never be true. They again, may never yeah. be true again. Yeah. He, he, he you just need to get off this damn Island, Hank. And so at this point he says, all right, hold on to your hats, ladies. Now that is what is in this on Hulu. When I watch this, it, he says something different than what is in the closed captioning and what is in the script here. He says, hang on to your nets. Uh, in this, it says, hang on to your, hold on to your hats, ladies. He says, hang on to your nets. And then they take off towards the ferry uh, and uh, they finally make it. He, he has to jump a little, a little bit there to get, to get the van onto it. So he had to get those rims pretty hot. You know what? Knowing, knowing my luck, I wouldn't have made it at- yeah, I would have just yeah. gone right into the water. Yeah. I can see that happening with that. Also, I think he uh, he got very very lucky, uh, and so they made it onto the ferry. They're heading off the island, and then um, we we see one of the old ladies says, "Oh look, everyone, Port Aransas. Oh, I can't wait to get there." And that's it. We get to the credits. So these senile old ladies think that they're heading towards the island again to see their miniatures. 
And now it's time for the payoff with Pete on the Bill subplot. <laughs> the payoff with Pete, again, at RogueMediaNetwork.com. We're back in the alley. This is during the credits. Uh, all four guys are standing there. We see Bill with a broken arm in the sling, so I'm assuming he broke his arm when he fell off the bleachers. Uh, yeah. Hank, uh, after a very, very pregnant pause, says, all right, who's ready? Lay it on me. Uh, we hear uh, Bill say, well, I could probably use a beer. And then he goes, Dale. He says, he gives him a beer. Dale says, thank you. He says, Boomhauer. Uh, he gives him a beer. He says, dang old thanks, man. Uh, he says, Bill. And then he throws the beer and hits Bill, Bill with the beer. <laughs> Bill's just like, ah. Uh, he goes, oh, sorry about that. And uh, thanks for looking after Peggy for me. Bill, and then throws a beer and hits him again. Hits uh, him with a beer, yeah. <laughs> he goes, ow. Uh, it won't happen again, Hank. He goes, yep. And that's it. Uh, he has taught Bill a valuable lesson by throwing beer cans at him. And then after we see all the credits, we hear the old lady once more, I know you're kind. And that's it. I know you're kind. That, that is a good episode. It. it is a very good episode. Uh, it, is, it, is very, like it is very locked in time, though. You know exactly when this took place because of the MTV stuff and all that. Polly Shore. You know, you don't see Polly Shore in a lot of stuff. And who's the star? Yeah, you don't of those see Polly Shore in a lot of anything anymore. Polly Shore. Polly Shore. I'm sorry, I've never seen Family Guy. Right? Oh. <laughs> Polly Shore. Shore. Okay. <gasps> He's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Rusty, we're gonna say adieu to you. Uh, but before we do, uh, and you get back on the road and uh, hopefully travel safe with uh, all of your very expensive cargo. Uh, would you uh, please tell them where they can find us? You guys can find us at B-W-A-A-A-K-O-T-H on all social media, or if you would like an easy one-spot shop for all of our links, you could go to L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E backslash B-W-A-A-A-K-O-T-H. That's three A's K-O-T-H. Three A's. No waiting. Uh, and one more time, I want to say thank you, a huge thank you to Seth Tipton of Charlotte, North Carolina. She, uh, Seth, you uh, and fans like you um, are, are what keep us doing this. I got to tell you, today was not an easy day. Uh, Rusty and I both talked about maybe skipping this week and uh, because he was out of town. And uh, I, I had a very long night uh, keeping the grandbaby, who is very, very young, uh, awake until 4 a.m. when her mother picked her up. And so we both were like, you know, maybe we just skip this week or whatever. But then, you know, you get here, you make the decision to do it, and then stuff like what Seth sent us shows up, and we realize that there are real people out there, an enormous amount of real people listening to this show, and we don't want to let you guys down. And uh, we, we just can't. No, not at all. Definitely yeah. don't want to let you guys down. It's not It's not your fault that no. we have no. – uh, real life issues happening, so we got to accommodate. Sure. And and you know we, we just we're just so thankful for you people listening. For uh, our numbers continue to grow. Uh, we are the number two uh, show on this network, and uh, that is behind a. Uh, and we're pretty close to uh, Hell yeah. a bloody happy hour again. You can check them out at roguemedianetwork.com. But that is a true crime show. So I, I don't know if you guys realize what we're up against here. True crime is the biggest category in podcasting, and they do a very good job, and they are growing uh, day over day over day. Their their downloads just start just increase. But we are on their tails, and that is due to all of you guys out there who listen and you guys that support us, and, and we just can't, can't thank you enough. 
So Can't I just, do it without y'all. just wanted to say that I don't know that we've, we've really thanked people in a long time and, uh, uh, Seth and, and folks like that. Um, you know, last time we got the, we got the stuffed animals, we got the pocket sand, we got the DVDs. I mean, it's just, I, I there's no words, you know, I, I just, I'm very, not very, not. Yeah, very, very thankful accumulation for stuff. So. Yeah. We really appreciate you guys a lot for sure. It's, uh, it's crazy to think that you guys are willing to spend your hard earned money on us. And we appreciate that so much. Amazing. Well, we're going to continue to pump these out. So, uh, you guys take care and we will uh, see you next time. We matanye. We (laughs) matanye. Bye. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.